Well, hello, and we welcome you to the World Travel Dad Show, where we help you travel intelligently with your family. With trip planning, money-saving tips, and funny stories, we are a resource for your next travel chapter. We are excited to have you here, and we hope our adventure helps you with yours. Tips, jokes, stories, and overall fun for your ears to enjoy. Now here's our host, World Travel Dad. Welcome in. You found the World Travel Dad Show. This is Thailand episode 7. This is most likely the final episode in our Thailand series. Uh, this week we have do's and don'ts segment. If this is your first time joining the show, this is where we talk about the cultural things that you should do and should not do in any given location. And I'll put a bow on Chiang Mai, which has been a terrific place. Um, We've been here for quite a while, and you can hear fireworks occasionally in the background. It is the Chinese New Year, also known as Tet in Vietnam, which of course celebrates the Zodiac. And uh, of course, we always start off with our current events, and we're so glad that you've joined us this week for Thailand 7. So it looks like there are some more tech layoffs coming. Looks like Google laying off thousands of people. And I guess my only comment here is I was listening to Peter Bookfar who is a name that I trust in the financial space, and he was describing what we're going to experience in 2023. It's sort of like the beginning of death by a thousand cuts, really. Um, Whereas in the past, um, we've had major um, sort of cataclysmic events, um, major market-moving events, you know, catalysts, I guess I should say. Um, And you could clearly point to like Lehman Brothers and those types of things, but that's not going to happen with this crash. It's going to be more every, every other week you're going to get some sort of different, you know, like a hole in a boat um, keeps springing water. So um, we'll certainly monitor that, but I mean, it can't be a good thing that, so many that the uh, unemployment rate will probably increase noticeably. Of course, unemployment rate is a lagging indicator. So during the lead up to this year, when people would point to high levels of, of employment, that was just because the the lag of the unemployment hadn't shown up yet. <clears throat> so. I know there's some sort of analogy in there, and I know um, people who are smarter than I am could think of one, but um, I listened to Peter Schiff a lot, and he was pointing out some of the unemployment or, or the employment figures were misleading. There's 
um, low labor force participation any given month and people are doing a lot of like gig work and um, yeah so you, you got to look beneath the surface a little bit but certainly makes sense to me that this could be a death by a thousand cuts scenario where you don't actually see one main thing happen but just everything's leaking water by the end of 23 you know s and is going to be leaking water it's got some room to run I mean look it was already down over 20% last year and, and the NASDAQ was down over 30% you know what more do we need to see I mean you, you start having a couple more you, see, you have the auto industry if that collapses a bit, you know if housing starts taking some body blows so we'll watch that Oh, and that Peter Bookvar guy that I was listening to, um, he sounds like my friend from Pennsylvania who is a um, financial, whatever they're called. Um, <clears throat> yeah, John. So the guy sounds like John, so I automatically trust him. Looking at the sort of global inflation picture, um, you know, kind of status quo. China China is now reopening. Um, I guess there's massive levels of COVID infection now once you would once you reopen. I mean that makes sense. But I feel like if it's anything like the US, I mean I've been watching our figures and for a while there the mortality rate was decreasing while infection levels were rising. And I'm no genius. I'm not a viral epidemiologist or anything like that, but I was always taught to think that was a good thing. You want you want massive levels of infection with decreasing mortality rates, the rate at which you die from the disease. So that builds natural immunity. You know, if you want to throw the vaccines in there, great. That's all part of it's part of one thing. It's not one or the other, you know. It's part of a. Uh, it's part of an overall um, holistic approach, I guess. So, um, hopefully, China has that experience. I mean, I know we're supposed to be so super mad at China all the time. Um, I am mad. You know, I'm mad that 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 certain governments act in in ways and allow you know Uyghur Muslims in China to be have their human rights completely violated. I mean, it's very, it's, um, we can confirm conclusively that that is happening. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of stuff in the world that is not good, but the, the Chinese economy, we can look at that objectively and it's generally going to be a boost for other countries that trade with China as they reopen, I guess. And, I know I mentioned a couple episodes ago that the Southeast Asian region, including, I believe it's going to include China, but it's it's set to grow in this uh, fiscal year. Um, whereas every other region measured is is set to contract. So, yeah, there's something to be said for that. You know, I, I like observing the economic inner workings of this region. I won't get up to China, of course, on this trip, but it was interesting. The other day I was up at this elephant park and I looked on my map 
and we weren't that far from Myanmar. We were close to Laos, and we were certainly close to China. And when you looked, when you looked up into China, it was kind of interesting. Um, you could you could drive across, see what it's like up there. Um, massive amounts of population. It's like every city is a mega city all of a sudden. It used to be you had these little maybe tiny towns, but now every city's huge, and it just looks like a pain to drive all around. Um, and uh, yeah, but at some point, like to like to go up into China. I know I mentioned at the top it's the Chinese New Year or Tet celebrates the zodiac um, calendar, and I believe this is the year of the rabbit. I was researched that with with the kids this morning. Um, that's always fun. And now the fireworks kind of stopped, so that was a little bit short lived. But it's not it's not late. Maybe they'll get it going here later. That's uh, that's it currently on headlines. I mean, we're still watching gold. Um, seems to be going up. And, um, you know, still just uh, taking stock of what I'm seeing here in the region. I, I got my hair cut today. Um, yeah, speaking of, of, like, economic activity, um, it was interesting. Just, you know, a lady sitting out on a chair. I, I saw on my map that there could be a hair cutter but I couldn't tell there's no like sign or anything so I was riding my bike I was riding the bike around that I borrow from the person here the owner and I found this lady sitting in her chair and there was a barber sign but it's it's not in English which is fine I don't need I don't even want signs in English but there's a tiny logo of scissors and so I thought this could be it and it and it's like pointing so she clearly realized like hey nobody knows I'm even back here cutting hair but thankfully I took a minute to look more closely and then I looked over at her and I motioned to my my hair which looked awful and I really needed a haircut it had been like two months and I think she must have completely understood the moment I like turned the corner and so Got my haircut under, cost me less than $2 USD. I was so psyched. Um, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later in our, in our closing notes on Chiang Mai, about kind of my thoughts on the whole thing, but super excited about that. And, uh, you know, um, save some money there. Oh, haircut doesn't look that great but I mean she was quick I mean all I've ever asked for is quick and cheap convenient I didn't have to drive downtown and I paid one eighth the cost of downtown so I just I felt you know a lot of pride over that and it was just interesting to see someone operating like that on the street corner and I've heard in Vietnam they just pop open chairs out on the street and so I cannot wait to do that. I'm absolutely going to get my hair cut in the middle of the street in Vietnam, which we are going to Vietnam exactly a week from this Saturday. Um, this will drop on a Sunday, so we're going the following weekend. Um, and 
Um, so that's it on headlines, and let, we'll uh, do the do's and don'ts here of uh, Chiang Mai. We'll be right back. I can't tell you how versatile the wise card has been for my travels. From paying for my kids' school tuition in Ubud to wiring the tour company payment for our snorkeling trip, the wise card has been there for me. Let me explain how it works. From the States or anywhere, you purchase foreign currency and keep it in your WISE account. It becomes your de facto foreign bank account. You purchase at the current exchange rate. If you think the dollar is at its peak in value, purchase a foreign currency, pay a very minimal fee, and voila, you have your short dollar position. Congratulations, you're now a foreign currency trader, and you didn't have to open a bank account in Montenegro. And fellas, your wife wants to go to Italy. She's sick of the bowling alley as your idea of entertainment. Why not start by opening your WISE account today? If you use the link in the show notes, capitalize with at least $300 US, World Travel Dad gets a minuscule kickback that I promise to use on cheap beer. Take your wife to Italy. Let's get back to this thing I'm calling a show. Okay, welcome back. Uh, excited to do the do's and don'ts of uh, Chiang Mai. If this is your first time joining us, we do this from time to time. And without further ado, starting off uh, with a don't this week. By the way, these are in no particular order um, as to level of importance. But number one, don't don't get excited when you learn how to say hello and thank you in Thai. Um, the Thai language is difficult. The alphabet has 76 characters, and they all uh, look like a Martian wrote them. Um, I know none of them. I... I haven't even tried, and I barely could could say anything. But after a few weeks, I finally can say properly hello, and I can properly say thank you. And <clears throat> that's kind of like the common expat thing here. Um, and I have yet to hear an expat that's excellent, you know, at um, Thai, but they can sure say their hello and thank you, and they enunciate that and they throw their personal, uh, you know, spice into it. And, you know, my advice is you're just saying hello and thank you. So let's not, let's not make it out to be something that's not. So starting off with a don't. Um, okay, a do. Let's see. Do buy vegetables in Chiang Mai, especially carrots. Um, the vegetables aren't as plentiful as down south, but they do have them, and you should buy them and, and eat them. But I have heard that there is 
Um, an issue with pesticides, which I heretofore had not considered, but our friend had mentioned it, and that, you know, that can be a problem. But the the carrots are terrific, and they're huge. And if you, uh, if you hand me a carrot that's the size of a football, it's hard for me to turn that down. And so I've sort of gotten over the pesticide thing. I'm kind of like, uh, don't ask, don't tell. You know, I, I just assume things are on the up and up. You didn't like grow this thing with gasoline or something, but you know, have some vegetables, but remember that there is some, a pesticide, a pesticide issue you might uh, hear about. We could get into more of that on a, another episode. Um, Number three, don't fight the ATMs. Um, there, there's a standard fee attached to the ATM. Um, and so what's going to happen is you're going to try to nibble at first. If you're like me, you know, you consider yourself a savvy traveler. You don't want to travel around with a bunch of cash. But the problem is this is not a prorated fee that they're charging. It's a flat fee. And so naturally... It makes more sense to grab more cash. And so don't fight this urge, um, you know, to to want to only take out small amounts at a time. You're going to go broke that way. You want to take out the maximum that the damn machine will let you take out. I repeat, you want to take out the maximum amount that the machine will allow. And that way you save on that fee. But plan to, once you get that money, you know, don't go running around in the streets partying, you know, um, doing shots. Once you get that money, you got to take it to a safe place. But again, I know it might be uncomfortable. Go ahead and max out that ATM. Don't fight that game. Um, okay, next, um, do visit a temple. Chiang Mai is the land of temples. Um they're called Watts, W-A-T-S. Um, and if you want to go, if you want to see Watts all day, I mean, knock yourself out. They're all over the place. I can't, you know, imagine that there's a whole lot of, you know, it's kind of diminishing returns after a while. You know, if you did a ton of these, they're all over the place. And it's a land of, of temples. But definitely see one. You know, you want to make sure you're, doing what you can. I actually, I kind of quasi saw one at the Royal Gardens, but I'm going to count it as a temple. I mean, it it was a real deal. Uh, Royal Gardens. Um, I did an Instagram post on that, but that qualifies for me. I got the temple in and uh, I think people really get into them. Um, I did the Back in Bali, I did the water temple, and I did the full ceremony. So I feel like I had some street cred there. I don't know that it really carried over too much into Thailand, but I haven't gotten totally into the ceremonies or anything like that. But I was told, you know, maybe the Westerners sit this one out a little bit, which is different. In Bali, they were a little more welcoming, let's let's say. Anyway, definitely visited temple. Um, okay, number five, don't, uh, don't bow to your server, okay? Don't bow to your server. What do I mean by that? Well, <clears throat> you'll, you'll note that 
servers will bow to you a little bit. They put their they clasp their hands or they put them in front of their chest and kind of do a half bow. And there are different locations of where their hands will be depending on the social arrangement, I was told, of kind of what's going on. But one thing that's for sure, if someone's serving you, they're they're in a subservient position and it doesn't make any sense for you to then bow back to them. In fact, it makes them uncomfortable. And I was doing this in Bali and I thought that was acceptable. Nobody said anything to me there. Um, I start, I, I carried that practice over to Thailand and I'll, I'll bet you I was offending dozens of people by now, dozens of people. And, uh, so I'm going to have to live with that. That's a regret, but don't do it. I stopped bowing today, had a much better day, you know, so you're just trying to fit in. Don't stand out. Um, don't bow. Don't bow back to your server when they bow to you. Um, here's an interesting one. Uh, do go to the movie theater. Um, there's a movie theater downtown. Place is empty. We've actually seen two movies here, which is two more than I had seen in the past you know, decade back in the States. Um, you know, I, just, I don't go to movie theaters back home. You know, it's a zillion dollars, bring a family of four. You hear, you know the sob story, you know. Count up all the Cokes and the huge popcorns and multiply it by four. You know, and I can't, I, I just couldn't handle it anymore. But the theater here, we kind of went on a whim a couple of weeks ago. And it's totally cheap. And the popcorn is great. And they've got paprika and these weird flavors. And uh, nobody's in the theater. Uh, we saw Lyle Lyle Crocodile and we saw Puss in Boots. And I fell asleep twice during Puss in Boots, but I, I love the storyline. And it was a great movie, great experience for the kids. So if you have kiddos, uh, the movie theater is in the Maya Life Center, Lifetime Center. Sorry, Lifestyle Center. Uh, they're definitely not a sponsor now. Um. But when you leave that building, when you leave the mall and try to cross the street, it's uh, the longest light I've ever seen, and I hate it. But it's something you have to experience. Um, don't, uh, okay, next, don't go to the markets during the middle of the day. There are a lot of markets in Chiang Mai. It's a market town. I think I mentioned this already, but the middle of the day is kind of like the... Um, no man's land of markets because the morning market is finished. You know, that, that bad boy starts at 5 a.m. You know, they're, they're done by 10. They're packing up. Um, and then the, the evening markets are, um, they're not setting up yet. They're not, you know, they, they get going later. And so you're just falling right in that dead time, right in the middle. It's not a lunch thing. Don't, don't even try to turn it into that. And I'm not going to pretend to know um, what the mar- what what the markets are all about. I, I've been to some. I love them. They're awesome. I'm a huge market guy. Um, but I do know that they're all dead at lunchtime. So go take a nap. Um, and finally, uh, when when you get back from your trip, do get a chiropractic appointment. You're going to need it. The beds are so 
firm here that they they're just wrecking me. They're wrecking my back, and it's not firm like in a good way, like kind of like oh, better for alignment. You know, this must be a Scandinavian style or something. Nope, no, this is like cheap metal bed, and it's everywhere. I've had it every place in the entire country. And I've confirmed it through witness testimony that there's something going on with the beds here. And so your back's going to be messed up. And uh, get get your chiropractor on the line. Um, fun, oh, and I have um, honorable mention due. Um, those of you that knew, uh, watched the Anthony Bourdain shows years ago, his his show right before No Reservations was called a cook's tour and it was a little bit kind of low budgety looking and they were offering it for free on on amazon prime a couple years ago and i started watching them and it actually was not that bad and if you see the documentary he they mention it the producers from that one are interviewed at length in the documentary called i believe roadrunner which as an aside to a great documentary I watched it on the way over to Iceland. Um, but the, um, yeah, this first show, um, he goes, Anthony goes to Chiang Mai. So it caught my attention. And in the show, he, he finds a village where they're smoking banana leaf cigarettes. And um, I've been looking all over for these. That would be one of my do's, one of my bucket list things. I wanted to try one. You guys know I'm not a smoker, um, but there's something about tobacco this t- from somebody's farm, like rolled up in banana leaves. And um, I found the mung bean thing in the episode, if you've seen it, where he chews it. I found that everywhere. And I thought, well, if I, if I find that, certainly the banana, the cigarette's going to be nearby. But I guess maybe that's just something they practice in the suburbs or in the farmlands because they, in the cities you just buy packs. I don't know. Wish I could have found it, but so that's it. That, um, that could be the last podcast from Thailand. This is Thailand seven. I highly doubt I'm next week, next weekend we're going to be in old town before we fly out to Vietnam and I don't think I'm going to get a podcast in. I know you're probably really upset about that, but um, the next week I will be in Vietnam and I can't wait to podcast in that country because that one's going to be mind blowing. That's the final, that's like the icing on the cake of our Southeast Asia. Um, This week we're going to Pai, Thailand, which is a three hour drive away to, we're going to visit some friends, um, our, our kids' friend that they met, and Ubud is going to be there, and they all like to play Minecraft together, and uh, we're, so ne- this week we'll be busy, but I wanted to kind of put a bow on, on Chiang Mai here. Um, this has been a great city. I'm so glad we came here. It's one of those places that I really relish because it doesn't come right out and, you know, conk you on the head with, with like charm and like, Hey, this is exactly what to do. 
you know, it's kind of like a little bit hidden, which is kind of how Ubud was a, a little bit for us. And I felt with, uh, you know, with Chiang Mai, I, I did okay here. Um, I didn't, um, I didn't kill it, you know, in terms of budgetary. Um, I, you know, I pride myself on figuring out hacks and that's my whole thing, of course. And, uh, I did okay. You know, I, I would win these huge battles here and then I'd lose it back over there. Um, yeah, I didn't come out really ahead, but I sort of treaded water with, you know, um, and that's kind of, that's a microcosm I feel like of, of Chiang Mai in general. It's like you're, there's a lot of nooks and crannies or a lot of great things. Uh, geez, some fireworks over here. Um, I knew they'd come back with it right, right in the closing. Um, you know, but, it, but the charms of Chiang Mai here, I would put it this way. They don't just come out and introduce themselves. Uh, and that's, that's how I like cities. So, um, it's been, it'll be 63 days total in Thailand, our longest stop, um, already sad that we're leaving of course that happens everywhere that happens every time but definitely i want to come back to thailand i recommend it to people i know my son was looking on some list and it was rating the safety of various countries and thailand scored kind of low man like that one i didn't expect that um i should probably link to that website in the show notes that'd be kind of fun i think I think I will. Okay, next time, next show will be in Vietnam. I don't know exactly when, but stay tuned. Probably a little more than a week. I want to get settled in a town called Hoi An, uh, Vietnam. And uh, it's an old French town. You know how I love French stuff. But apparently there's really nothing French left. They left a little bit of architecture. They don't speak any of it. They They couldn't wait to get rid of those French. And that's a fun history lesson if you look at the first Indochina War. Uh, But anyway, that's for another time. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this show. I am constantly trying to improve through the process of iteration. Your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending it here. We are now available on Google Apple, and Spotify. Wherever you are listening, please take a moment to leave a five-star review and hit subscribe. And I promise to do whatever I can to send you good vibes. Good vibes.